All right, folks, what is going on? Welcome to the First and Frame Rate Show. I am BF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And I am in a pretty good mood today. I think everything's going to be uh, really good for the rest of my day. Um, it's Thursday, the day before Friday. So I am in a good mood. Hopefully, everything is going well on your end as well. Many blessings, many blessings, many blessings. All right. Uh, we're going to have fun talking about these two topics, and I think it's going to be really interesting to get feedback. I think I'm going to say some things that are pretty interesting. Most of the time, most of the stuff is not really scripted. I just talk off the top of my head once I get the topic out there. So hopefully it, it comes out as interesting as I think it would. Um, if this is your first time here, welcome. Over here, I talk about Georgia Southern Atlanta Falcons football. I am on YouTube Rumble. And YouTube and Rumble. Uh, you can also listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. So if you want to listen to the audio side of things, I'm over there as well. And uh, for the people who are uh, continuously coming to listen to this uh, um, this information, I really thank you. I thank you for listening to the commentary. And I think for the ones who first, your first time here, thank you as well. Um, just spending a, a little bit of time with me goes a long way. I really appreciate it. Um, if you have been listening for a while and you feel it in your heart to donate, you can hit any of the links down in the description and, um, we can just go from there. Either way, if you're just listening, it's all love. It's all awesome. Let's get into these two topics. Cause, uh, these two topics basically pertain about, uh, uh, pertain to the Atlanta Falcons. You know, Georgia Southern is still doing their thing with practice. Not much to talk about there outside of them still trying to get some good recruits. They're still trying to get some good recruits and guys through the transfer portal. Um, I'm going to talk about one person in particular down the road if we do end up, uh, you know, if he does end up committing, I think it's a really big signing. So we'll touch on that when it gets there. But it looks like it may be, it may happen. It looks like it's in the work. So uh, shout out to Coach Helton and Georgia Southern Eagles. They're doing a phenomenal job of rebuilding that program at the abysmal 3-9 and nine season. We're going to see how that plays out. Let's get into this Falcon talk. Damian Williams was the sign to the Atlanta Falcons earlier in the week. Or I think it was late last week. I can't remember. I think it was earlier this week. Uh, this guy, I, 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 I knew him from somewhere. But it's not from Chicago. I looked at him from the time when he was in Kansas City. Now, mind you, he opted out of the 2020 season because of the whole COVID restriction stuff. And uh, so he did not play. He came back in 2021. And uh, But I'm looking at the 2019 stats. I think this guy could be really good. He basically was the driving force of them winning the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Um, he had a pretty good game that uh, that game. But, you know, Everything is not, you know, hinged on one game. He just knows that he could be effective. Uh, overall, in during that season, um, he ran for almost 500 yards. He caught for almost another 200 yards. Now, if you look at the title, you kind of know where I'm going at with this. You already know. Damian Williams could be utilized in a way like Calvin. I mean, oh, God, it's not Calvin. Don't want to be, you know, uh, used in that manner. <laughs> He could be utilized like Cordell Patterson. Could you imagine two guys that are that versatile on the field? Because, you know, Damian Williams can catch out the backfield. You know, he, he's not that bad. He caught 30 catches, you know, um, that year. Even last year when he played for Chicago, he caught 16 for 103. I mean, he only played eight games, so he played basically half the season. So if you double that, he's probably going to end up with 30, 35 catches, pretty much on par of his last season when he played. Also, he um, ran for 40, um, 40 attempts for 164, which is around, you know, four yards to carry. That sounds pretty good. But the year he was in Kansas City, he had over 100 rushes. 
for four ninety eight, which is around four point five, which is still really good. Um, as of right now, to be quite honest, and I don't really want to put Cordell Patterson in this uh in this category. Damian Williams may be the best running back we have on this team. Now I know we got Quadri Allison. I think I don't. I'm not even sure Wayne Gallman is still on the team, but we still have Mike Davis and um you know Cordell Patterson. He's Mister Do It All. Um, but probably production wise, we may you know production wise is Cordell Patterson. But as far as the position wise, we Damian Williams might be that guy. And not only that, he can catch out the backfield. He can do a lot of more other things. So I can see where Arthur Smith may use him. In kind of the same capacity as Cordell Patterson. Now, Cordell Patterson can he can line up a wide out, so that's something that um I didn't see much of, or I don't remember seeing much of Damian Williams actually lining up at wide out. But for but for him to catch the ball out of the backfield, that is you know that that's where you want to be as far as running. Back. I don't see any other running back like pure running back on the Falcons that that that's doing that that's catching the ball out the backfield and being productive or being as productive as somebody like uh, a Damian Williams. You know, I mean, you also have to understand with Damian Williams, when they went on that Super Bowl run, he was the guy, but he wasn't the guy that was, you know, they basically ran a quarterback. I mean, they ran a running back by committee for the most part. And in that time, he only played in 11 games. He just had one, you know, uh, really, uh, he had an important game, which was the Super Bowl, and he did very well in. But when I'm looking at this situation, I think that uh, Damon Williams has a he has a potential to actually be uh, really utilized very well. Now I, I'm I'm almost to the you know sense that the Falcons may draft the running back as well. So it, the the somebody's going to get cut eventually, if, especially if they draft the running back because you still got a pretty big. Uh, I mean, you pretty got a pretty deep, uh, you know, um, you got a deep quarter on running back, uh, you know, you know, it's just a lot of people there. You know, I, I just lost words. I didn't know what to say. But you, you have a lot of running backs in that, you know, in that position that can actually do something. So I don't I don't expect CP84 to be cut. Now, Quadri Allison, I mean, he's been up and down so much. Just don't know how that's going to play out. So with that being said, uh, he may be the outside looking in. Damian Williams have already known to be, you know, productive. And um, I think the guy from Chicago, I think his name Pate or something like that. I can't remember his name, but he came to Atlanta. He's bringing a lot of guys from Chicago with him. Damian Williams is one. And, you know, like I said, the, the Chicago connection is is real because we're starting to see people come from Chicago there. And I'm not really looking at Damian Williams' production in Chicago because it was it was basically it was kind of limited. Uh, did I say he played? No. He played 12 games. I'm sorry. I, I think I said earlier he played six, but he played eight games. No, I'm saying he played 12 games. So you're, you're probably still looking at it. He missed. He didn't play five. He started two. I want to backtrack that. I want to, you know, apologize for that. But he did, you know, only played 12 games. And the numbers aren't that bad. I mean, but you also look at Chicago and what they were able to do. Their offense wasn't really, you know, all that. So. Um, looking at the stats wrong, I, I need to backtrack and let you know that he played 12 games, not six. I do want to apologize for that. Um, but nevertheless, the numbers are there where he can still be a balance at running back. I mean, he, like I said, 40 catches, I mean, 40 rushes for 164 to still 4.1 yards to carry. And also catching out of backfield, he averaged 6.4 yards of reception, had a touchdown, um, uh, 
receiving. He also had a couple of touchdowns rushing as well. So he could be fairly productive. I, I don't see where the problem is. I think he could easily be utilized like uh, Cordell Patterson in, in the in the, in, the, uh, in, in the scheme of things. Will he be as productive? I'm not sure because Cordell Patterson did a lot. But with Cordell Patterson having, what, like a 500-500 year or something like that, it's not too far-fetched to say that Damian Williams can't do the same thing. I mean, he pretty much was on his way of doing that in um, in Kansas City when he only played 11 games. Now, if he played all 17 then you, oh, well, at the time it was 16. If you played all 16 games, it would have been a totally different story, in my opinion. I think he would have been able to be more productive, even with the running back by committee situation. Also, it just depends on what uh, what Marcus Mariota can do. Like, we already know Marcus Mariota liked to throw the tight ends. Not much to the quarterbacks in the backfield. That's that For the most part, it's kind of like not a strength, but I don't see why he can't do it. I think it, it'll be a situation where it is actually um, – a viable to spread the ball around. And Mariota is, is capable of doing that. I mean, we have a very average quarterback situation right here. And for the most part, we have a very average to slightly above average team right now. Now, there's a lot of moving to shake is going to happen. We're going to be drafting some players. We're going to be getting probably a couple more free agents. I heard that linebacker from the Titans just came down to get a look. And then I think it was another wide receiver came in to get a look for free agency. And like I said, the draft is coming up. People are going to be moving. People are going to be cut. It, 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 this is not the final product, but I do feel that a guy like Damon Williams, I think he's going to end up making the team because I mean, I mean, he's just, he can be just that productive. And like I said earlier, I think he's right now the best quarterback. I mean, quarterback, he's the best running back on the team right now, pure running back. I mean, like I said, we could, you could make the argument about Cordell Patterson, but um, you look at the other two running backs we have now. I don't, I, I'm not saying I don't have faith in them, but I just feel that um, Damian Williams is better. Now, when we flip it, let's talk about something else before I get out of here about halfway through the uh, podcast. Let me know what you guys think about uh, this whole situation with Damian Williams. Do you think I'm tripping? You don't know what I'm talking. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me know what this, uh, what you thought, what are your thoughts about this? Um, before I get into the final, uh, the final topic, because I already know that, um, this is gonna be this is gonna be a pretty long winded one. Bruce Arians has retired. Um, I know if you guys have noticed that, so that's a coach in the NFC that uh, NFC South we don't have to worry about. Also, Malcolm Jenkins has retired from the Saints. He's retired after a thirteen year career. So Bruce Arians is going up to the front office. Uh, he's going to be up in the booth or whatever the case may be. But he's not going to be a coach for. He's not going to be the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Michael Jenkins is going. Is it Michael Jenkins? Did I say that? Let me look that up again because I had it in my phone. Uh, yeah, Michael Jenkins. I think I said uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Goodness, I just lost the name. Malcolm Jenkins is going to be retiring as well. So two moves in the NFC South. Yeah, that, 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 that's something to look into for the Falcons. Now, let's talk about this draft. There's already been rumors saying that the Falcons could move up to, to, to get a quarterback. How do y'all feel about that? Because I, I kind of figured – when they did their press conference, I had a feeling that this was going to be a possibility that uh, they're going to move up to get a quarterback. The way they were talking, it just seemed like they're looking at quarterback. And there's been rumors saying that they're going to move up. Now, I, I'm going to tell you guys now, they have the pieces to move up. They have the number eight pick. They have two second rounders and two third rounders. So they have draft capital to move up. And in some cases, some people are already saying they have enough capital to move up to number one. 
So if they move up, well, who are they going to pick? They're going to pick Willis. They're going to pick Pickett. They're going to pick uh, Desmond Ritter. I think Ritter can be get, be got in the second in the second round. So if they move up, I don't think this is going to be a Ritter move. It may be a Willis move. After Willis Pro Day, everybody's ranting and raving about him. And the last thing that, you know, I, the front office may not want to see this kid go to the Panthers. Panthers is at six. They need a quarterback. They don't believe in Sam Darnold. They couldn't get Deshaun Watson. The Cam Newton experience didn't work. Uh, the two point, Cam Newton 2.0 didn't work. So they may be looking to get a quarterback. At the minimum, the Falcons could probably try to move up to number five. Just to get in front of the Panthers now. Now, when you when you look at this, this is my thoughts about this. You don't want to be that team to, to 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 let the Panthers get one of these quarterbacks. And I don't really believe this, but you don't want the Panthers to get a quarterback. And this quarterback is somebody that will taunt and 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 uh, troll and beat up on your team for the next seven eight years, minimum. Do I think these quarterbacks are worth that? No, I don't think they are. I don't. I bet you never know. You never know what may happen. Do they look like they're worth the top ten pick? I don't think none of these quarterbacks look like they're worth the top ten pick. I I fell out of love with them very very quick when I found out who's going to be out there. But how much draft capital do you think the Falcons have to give up to move from eight to one or eight to five? If they're moving up to eight to five, they may have to give up their first. This they have to swap first rounds and probably give up a second one of their second round picks. If they're moving up to number one all the way, they're all the way up to number one, they're probably going to have to go with their first this year, both of their seconds, and maybe a second next year. I don't think they'll probably have to give up another first for next year. I don't think they'll because it's, it's number it's the number eight pick. Now, they were coming in from like the middle of the draft, like 15 or something. Yeah, I could see them probably having to give up another first. But if you're a number eight and you're trying to move number one, you may have to give up both of those second rounds or a second and a third. I'm, I'm probably thinking like you probably have to swap first rounds and give up a second and a third or a second and a second. You're not going to get away swapping first rounds and just giving up a third rounder or, or two thirds. You're going to give up one of those second round picks. So is it worth it? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 you know, the thing about this is sometimes it be the ones that you don't think. In in some cases, I don't think it's quarterback, but I think it's sometimes it's the ones you don't think that's going to be great end up being great. And the ones that you thought was going to be great just be mid or, or, or terrible. It, 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 just think about it. Is Malik Willis that guy that's going to be, uh, be a prominent quarterback for the next, you know, eight, nine, ten years? Is he going to be that guy that's going to be standing in, in a Falcons uniform like Matt Ryan was? Now, mind you, Matt Ryan was the number three pick in the 2007-2008 draft. I think it was 2000, yeah. 2007, so he's been there for a long time. And when you pick that high, this is somebody that you're going to be rolling with. What does that mean for, uh, what does that mean for Marcus Mariota? Will it be a situation like how it is in, 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 in San Francisco? Trey Lance goes number five and have to sit a year and he played a little bit? Because if that's the case, no matter what the, the situation is, if they pick a quarterback, they move up to get a quarterback, or if they have to get a, if they end up getting a quarterback at eight, 2023, that quarterback's going to be playing. Unless Marcus Mariota does does a miracle and, and, and lead this team far in the playoffs or go to the Super Bowl or something, Marcus Mariota's one and done. 
if they if they draft a quarterback, unless this quarterback comes in and takes his job right away through a training camp and practice, or um, Marcus Mariota just doesn't really don't pan out in the middle of the season. Other than that, he's not getting that. Whoever they're picking, they're picking is not going to get any burn. But yeah, there. I mean, well, it's just it's so many people are saying this. There's rumors out there that that's, that could be the case. I think it was the Falcons Wire was one of the first places I've seen it. Um, I don't really, you know, I haven't really watched, you know, read what they said in the article, which I should pull up. But they have to understand, they have the number eighth pick. They have number 43, 58. Thank you, Julio. They have number 74. And they got number 82. Thank you, Colts. So they got they got a first, two seconds, and two thirds. They have enough capital to move up. But if they do move up all the way to number one, they're giving up that first and that second. They're probably gonna swap first and give up a second and a third or both of the seconds. Is it worth it? I'm not really sure. They better know what they're doing if they do this because all eyes is gonna be on Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or whoever they pick. Personally, deep down, I think that they'll probably move up to try to get Malik Willis. And um, that that's going to be a discussion that we have if it, if 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 that happens. If we find out that they're moving up sometime closer to the draft, and we already know what time it is, there's already been rumors saying that. But um, Falcons got they got a chance. They they hold all the cards to this. To be honest, they got a lot of draft picks. They can move. They're not even have to move to number one. They can move up as early as number five, just to get over the Panthers. But if they feel like there's another team that's going to go after a quarterback, like the Lions or something, then they're going to have to go up to number one. So I feel like they're going to have to be aggressive and they're going to have to find a way to do it. Let me know what you guys think. Do you think I'm talking crazy? You think I don't know what I'm talking about on either one of these subjects? Let me know in the description. And I mean, in the comment section. Also, if you're on the podcast avenue, anything, give me some feedback. Let me know if I'm doing a good job, a bad job. Give me a five-star rating if you're on that Apple podcast or any other of these podcast areas that gives a rating. Give me a high star. I think I'm doing okay. If I'm not, like I said, give me some feedback. Let me know what I'm not doing and let me know what I'm not doing well. I thank you guys for making it this far. Thank you for listening once again. Uh, I feel like Damian Williams could do pretty good. I really do. I also think that the Falcons are 50-50 on moving up in the draft. I don't think it's anything definite, but when you look at it on the surface, it kind of makes sense at this point that they'll probably move up if they really like one of these quarterbacks. You know, so I think if they're moving up number one, they're going to try to ensure that they get the quarterback that they want. And I think that quarterback is Willis. If they move in front of the Panthers. They're probably just guessing like, all right, one or the other. We may, you know, him or Pickett. But I, I, I kind of think I'm leaning towards this uh, Malik Willis thing. That that may be a possibility based on what they've seen in the draft. I mean, in the pre- what we've seen in the press conference and also what um, the rumors are out there. They're kind of lining up a little bit. But we don't know anything. That's why we discuss all this stuff. Let me know what you guys think. Give me all the accolades or the negative feedback that you want. Thank you for watching. Give me a like, share, subscribe. Give me a five-star rating if you like. If not, let me know what I could do better. Once again, also, if you want to donate, all the links are down in the description. Check me out and uh, let everybody know what's going on. All right, y'all. Y'all have a fantastic Thursday. I will see you guys on the next one. You guys take it easy. You guys be blessed.
Peace.